Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at Isogo and isogostrong.com, where we know that relationships are hard. So let's make them easier with your strengths. And welcome to the Isogo TV video and audio podcast. Here on Isogo TV, we are fueling family connection and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. And today, you are joining us for episode 82, right in the middle of our season four interview series all about using strengths. Here, leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people are talking about what happens in their lives when they truly begin using and harnessing the strongest things about them in their work or their marriages or their parenting and really beyond. Today's guest is Caitlin Cassie. Caitlin Cassie is a self-proclaimed recovering perfectionist and she calls herself a leadership nerd, but I'd say she's not nerdy at all, as you'll see. Uh, through her business, Propel People, she coaches professionals builds and facilitates leadership development curriculum for teams and then she comes and she walks alongside organizations to develop stronger leaders. And this past year, she also launched a second business. It's called Whole Healthy Mamas. And during this interview today, you'll hear that heart that drove this move for this business. You know, from a successful, hard-charging professional to then being completely knocked off center, Today, Caitlin shares about the surprise she encountered in motherhood and how her strengths really saved her from the downward trajectory that she was headed in. It's totally real and open and super relevant and practical to the journey of motherhood. So let's dive into this conversation with Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well, Becky. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so excited that you are here, kind of just volunteered in the middle of your afternoon. <laughs> afternoon to um, chat with me today. Um, we got connected on Instagram out of all places, yes. right? I mean, um, yep. you are younger than me, so that's probably not a surprise to you. <laughs> I'm like, there's like real people out there. <laughs> um, but uh, then we got to really build our connection last summer when we met at yes. the Strength Summit and um, just have really enjoyed following your career and the tra trajectory of your business and your life since then. So I'm just Thank honored you that you are here today and um, looking forward to letting the rest of the world know about your story and the impact strengths has had on your life. Thank you. I'm excited to share and to be here with you. Thanks. All right. So let's just start off with um, telling everybody a little bit about yourself, like what your family's like, what you do for work, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Um, I'm married to my husband, Weston. We've been married. It'll be nine years this month. And we live in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and we have a three-year-old son, Topher, um, who keeps us on our toes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, I have a background in nonprofit management, and that's what I went to school for. Um, but about four years ago, uh, through a series of moves, I started my own company, Propel People Development, and I build leadership curriculum on strengths-based philosophy. Yeah. I work with teams as well as coaching individuals, typically managers within organizations. Um, and then just recently, I sort of launched a, a second brand, um, still to be determined exactly what that's going to look like. That's really a digital content um, and community brand called Whole Healthy Mamas that is mm -hmm. focused on helping working moms be physically, mentally, and spiritually whole and healthy. 
Oh man. That like, that speaks to my heart. I love it. <laughs> I love that piece. I mean, I, I do that corporate stuff too. And I, yeah. I mean, you get energy from it and it's so exciting. For sure. And then there's just like a piece of your heart. That's just like, yeah, but look at, look at this community of people who would also so benefit from, uh, yeah. I mean, I love how you're saying that, like having a whole healthy life. Um, and I'm sure part of that is, um, understanding who they are for their strengths, Absolutely. how they're wired to, to live and not, could not compare against others. So yes. Um, cool. That's awesome. Well, uh, when you think about something that you are most proud of recently, um, give us a little insight into who you are by what, what's something that you're most proud of? Sure. Well, I have significance in my top five. Um, it actually was the strength that probably took me the longest to come around on. <laughs> At first, it didn't feel like a strength, but yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, I definitely thrive on external recognition and others kind of seeing what I do and, and recognizing that. And so recently, I was asked to be interviewed and featured for a, a publication of an organization I'm a part of, but the topic was what really made me proud. And they asked me to speak to young professional women about um, mission-driven work, finding your purpose, and that is just my sweet spot, my kind of life's mission, and being able to speak some light into something that I think can be very daunting at that time, transitioning from college into the professional world, was really an honor. I just felt very grateful and very proud that... um, someone thought to ask me for my thoughts on that and to have the chance to hold space and to share on that topic. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I love that they asked you to do it and that you stepped up and said, yeah, I I have insight on that. (laughs) Cool. Well, one of the fun things that we've been doing on these interviews is we've been jumping into, uh, a randomly selected question (laughs) from our dare to dialogue card deck, our, our card, um, conversations that can be meaningful around the table or around the conference table, um, helping people dive into more interesting things about each other. So I'm going to pick one. We've used them on date night before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's, we totally have too. Um, (laughs) like, it's fun. It's especially when you like been married as long as you have, and you've known each other for so long, you're like, Oh, I don't know if I would have said that about you. Right. Like what restaurant would you compare yourself to or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then this one, here we go. Um, when a meeting or appointment is canceled at the last minute, what do you do with your newfound time? Well, adaptability is my 34th strength. Oh, so, I was like, you have that? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so first, I'd probably panic. But um, <laughs> no, I think after that, um, honestly, right now in my life, I'd probably start digging into my email, which isn't the most exciting answer. But in my perfect world, I would pick up a book that I'm in the middle of mm. and use that extra time to get some extra reading in. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and we'll learn a little bit more about your strengths in a few minutes, and that will make a lot of sense. Right. (laughs) Um, and for me, I think, um, I mean, I always have a running to-do list. So sometimes I get really excited when a meeting cancels, (laughs) I'm like, you know, depending on what it is, but uh, you know, I'll be like, all right, all right, good. I did good. I, that meeting was a hassle anyway, you know, Right. Yeah. I'll just reschedule reschedule that and do something else. So yeah, I mean, I think like you said, you know, checking emails isn't exactly the best fun answer, but um, that that is my more typical response. So 
I have to be honest about that one. (laughs) Full transparency. Yeah, full transparency. Exactly. Cool. Well, as we jump into kind of how the strengths perspective has made a difference in your life, um, I would love for just for the people out there that do understand or and kind of relate to the strengths finder language. Why don't you just start off by telling us what your top five strengths are? Sure. So my top five are input, communication, achiever, learner, and significance. Aha. So there's that input learner combo. Yes. (laughs) There's picking up the book. (laughs) The books. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, so when you were, when you first came across the strengths concept in general, what problems were you looking to solve or encountering in your life? Um, Or maybe even what were you most thinking about in your life at that point? Sure. Well, you know, it's funny because I've been, I feel like introduced to strengths a couple times. Uh, I was first exposed to it about 12 years ago when I was going into my first job after college. And I think it had some value. I mean, I know it had some value then, but it didn't stick or transform. I don't think I was ready to like be transformed at that point. Um, I probably thought I knew everything that I needed to know because, you know, I was fresh out of college. (laughs) (laughs) I was an expert in all things. Uh Um, And, but then I was really re it was kind of reinforced for me in graduate school. And this was right around the time that I actually ended up launching Propel, my Uh strengths-based business. Um, And what I was going through at that time was a lot of burnout, both in my work and being a graduate student. Um, A lot of what I say now, I'm a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) And then I was definitely in the height of the, the grips of how ugly that can be. If it's kind of out of control, it's like when the achiever volume is just cranked up so high that um, I was very task oriented, probably to the detriment of of a lot of relationships. Um, And I also was just didn't see myself as very valuable. Um, I didn't understand how to embrace my strengths. And there was a turning point in my life. I had a, a professor in grad school say to me, quit seeing yourself as a liability. You are an asset. And that really, to me, was strengths in a phrase. Um, And so that's when strengths started to take hold in my life. But about a year after that, when I became a mom, um, (laughs) was when I feel like I fell back into deficiency thinking and I had to re-find strengths because I needed it so much um, in my life. That transition into motherhood was really hard for me and I found myself blaming it on the way I was wired. Hmm. And what did, what did that, so what were like the, the questions and the doubts that were going through your head when, yeah. when all of a sudden, you know, you've been this successful, uh, young professional, yeah. you've now been through a lot of school. You've like mastered a lot of things. If, if I can get the, get the vibe or I make a prediction, <laughs> you're really good at those things. Um, and yeah. now you've just entered into the space where you're like, blown off your feet. Yes. Feeling? So I was feeling like, in fact, I remember saying, actually, I had a job I was really good at. And now I have a job and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm not good at it. And I don't like it. Yeah. And for, for a long time, I had trouble like saying that because I think we think we're not supposed to. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't like my child. I yeah. just, you know, this new role, really, that I had been 
thrust into, I mean, I was even really good at pregnancy. And so I was like, you know, I was very lucky. I had a great pregnancy. I felt great. And so I was like, I got this, you know, this was supposed to be the hard part, right? Like yes. I, was, I was good at labor and delivery, like all the things. And then all of a sudden I found myself and I was just lost. And I felt like I, I would say to people, I'm not wired to mother a newborn. I said, mm. I like feedback. I like achievement. I like to do things I'm good at. I like to set expectations and have people meet them. And you as a mother can probably see where this is going. Like you <laughs> do none of those things, right? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So I, what I found was I was looking at friends of mine who are maybe more adaptable or higher empathy or, um, you know, less achiever. And I was looking at other moms that were wired differently than me saying, you were cut out to be a mom and I'm not. Um, and so I was really struggling and felt like the way I'm wired does not contribute to this new role. Wow. Um, and so I had to rediscover strengths and all the things I knew about strengths-based thinking and go back and say, hold on, strengths is not about what job you can do. It's about how you approach mm -hmm. it. Um, it's not supposed to be prescriptive, right? All the things we tell yeah. our clients, I had to tell myself and, and go back to because I was doubting that I was wired in a way that I could um, be successful as a mother, oh whatever goodness. that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah let's, we could have a whole conversation about <laughs> success as a parent, I suppose, right? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't whole and I wasn't healthy because yeah. of the way I was really talking to myself about my talent. Yeah. So were you all along having conversations with yourself about like your act, about your strengths or was there like a moment where you're like, shoot, I need to like reassess and start, start thinking of myself as an asset instead of a liability again. Like, was there a turning point where you realized like, man, okay, I do need to lean into these strengths a little bit. And then that's what changed or had you tried other things? I think there were some small moments. So I remember like thinking about my input and learner strengths um, early, early in the days of motherhood. I, you know, it was feeding or sleep training or one of the things like I was just sucked into, you know, I had all the books out and I was on the internet for hours and I was like, we got to try this. No, we have to try this. And we have to try this. And finally my husband looked at me and he was like, we're turning off the fire hose. We're just going to pick something and try it. No more taking in information. And for me, I, that was like a small moment. Yeah. One of many where I realized, okay, wait, my strengths are in overdrive. I'm not taking advantage of the power. I'm not leveraging what my strengths can do for me. Um, I need to go back and think about how am I wired and how do I apply that to motherhood? And so wow. that's what I started doing was I literally would think through, okay, achiever. So for me, that's getting things done. That's a lot harder as a new mom. So what is, you know, one thing at the end of the day that I can feel successful. Mm -hmm. So I would start saying things like, did my child get fed today? <laughs> yes. And I would, you know, okay, check, check that off the list. <laughs> like instead yep. of, did I answer all these emails and do this laundry and run five errands? Because it's just not the reality at that point mm -hmm. anymore. And so I started reframing and then I felt like I could use the strengths perspective to my advantage. Yeah. Wow. That's a really great example because it, it's like, it's there all along that achievers there, right? Like, of right. course, it's the thing that's driving you, but you realize it's also the thing that's driving you crazy, right? Yeah, it's so how do I, 
how do I do it? Like how do, how do we, you know, how do we dial that down? And you gave yourself mm-hmm. a real, a real, um, specific path. Like, Hey, I'm familiar with the strength. I know I need to get things done. So there's going to be the one thing that I get done. Yeah, one thing. <laughs> I'm going to try to convince myself. I mean, I'm sure on some days, like it was hard to convince yeah, yourself that that one thing was it really going to. It's still hard. Let's be honest. It's yeah. a journey, right? You don't arrive. But I can't imagine having walked through that without the strengths perspective to go back to. Because mm-hmm. what I was trying instead was comparing myself to other people, right? Um, which you know, and, and making excuses, telling myself I wasn't cut out for it. And I was, I, you know, I was using my strengths as an unhealthy crutch, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So for years, even before I became a mom in my work, I would use this word perfectionist. And basically looking back, I realized what I was doing was I was using the fact that I knew I was an achiever to excuse unhealthy behavior or yeah. to say things, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead or all these things. And it's like, <laughs> looking back, I thought that's not, I wasn't leveraging that. I was using it as a crutch and right. it is an excuse for very unhealthy self-talk and unhealthy behavior. Right. When really it sounds like you've been learning over the last three years, especially like sure. to flip those to flip those around and say, okay, they're not, they're not a crutch. They're something I can actually use to be, feel like I'm a successful parent, to feel like I'm a successful mother. So what did that look like? Like, tell us a little bit about that process. So you're kind of, you're feeling like, oh my goodness, all these other people have like these nurturing qualities and they seem to be loving their life as a mother. And there's all these pictures about them, all their cuddle time. And you're like, on your side, you're like, I haven't even taken a shower in two days and I feel really frustrated that this baby doesn't respond to my expectation. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so what what did the what did the um what did what did that look like when you kind of started to realize that you're making that tra- transition to feeling mm-hmm. like I can be can be good at this. I am wired for this, but just wired in a different way. Yeah. Once I realized it, I feel like I could take a look. And so, you know, with expectations is a great example. Um, I I started looking at what is my response when my expectations aren't met. And so it's easy to do with a kid, right? So I think about the example of nap time, um, which is funny because my child's not napping right now. Um, So I would think, okay, my child's never been a consistent napper. Uh, he would nap, but I wouldn't know. It would be one hour or three hours. Like, I would never know. And so for a while, what would happen is I'd put him down and then assume I'd plan three hours of work to do. Yeah. And after an hour when he'd wake up, I would just, I mean, physically, just my blood pressure would go, you know, it was like yes. this response. And so knowing that and looking at it, I realized, okay, I need to set my expectation for like the minimum. And so I'm going to plan one hour of work. And then if I get three hours, it's like a bonus and I feel great. But if I get one hour, then I, you know, that's what I expected. Um, I, I do yoga in my free time. And there was someone said once peace begins where expectations end. Mm. And that has stuck with me ever since because it's so hard for me not to, everybody sets expectations, right? but I've had to really look at what is the expectation I've set? Am I just setting myself up for failure? And mm. so having that strengths perspective, I was able to make some adjustments so I wouldn't be feeling like a failure, I would feel like I had set myself up for success, knowing that I needed some of that structure. So I created as much as I could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Wow. So I mean, how do you feel? How do you feel now? Like what, how would you describe yeah. the difference between that, like 
entry entry to motherhood feeling. And of course, I mean, you almost have to like discount the entire first year because even <laughs> the most nurturing. I wish someone would have told me that. <laughs> I had really high expectations. <laughs> oh man, I'm with you. I'm like I'm like high five in everything you're saying right now because I, I you if my husband when my husband listens to this he's gonna be like she, you're is she you like. <laughs> Uh, so I, I'm totally with you. So I mean, what, what is it, what does it feel like now? Like now three years later, um, how do you feel like you're, you're different or how do you feel differently about your role? Right. Well, I, first of all, I feel like I owe it to every parent out there to say, I have my moments and I'm definitely not perfect and it is a journey. And the things I naturally struggle with are the things that creep in, in our hardest moments. Right. So, but overall, there has been a huge shift in my physical well-being just as a result of my response to who I am and how I respond to things. I like to think I'm more calm. Um, I'm less high strung. I'm less high stress. I just have adjusted expectations, I think. Mm -hmm. I've adjusted what achievement looks like, what success looks like, what what is significant in my life. Ah. And that's been huge for me because I was defining my worth by my work. And you don't, in some ways you don't get that as a mother. And in other ways, I know in theory that it's the most important work, but in practice, honestly, that's really hard for someone who's driven by external feedback because you don't get, you know, there aren't short of my husband who's kind sometimes and says, you know, you're doing a great job. (laughs) You're not getting a lot. My three-year-old doesn't often look at me and say, you're such a good mom. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Thanks for getting me down for my nap on time. Right. (laughs) So um, I think my overall demeanor and as a result my well my wellness has improved because I've been able to make this shift and I like to think that maybe if I have more children I will at least start a little farther down the line than I did this time (laughs) knowing what I know now I don't know we'll see (laughs) you will you will (laughs) you know what was really hard for me this first time I describe it as this analogy of I couldn't see the other side of the hill and so everything's Mm -hmm. hard felt like it would be like that forever. Permanence. You know, one yeah. nap they skip and you think they're never going to take a nap again. One day they don't want to nurse and you think, oh, they're never going to eat again, you know, and uh, which is silly looking back. But when it's your first time, you just think, oh, this is, it's going to be like this. Um, and I've learned now that I can see the other side of the hill. And I try to tell new moms like, good, bad, and otherwise, nothing is forever. Yeah. So as soon as you get used to it, they're going to change it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's <laughs> so, something you love, it's still going to change. If it's exactly. something you love, don't worry, It'll it's going to change. change. <laughs> yeah. And so I think at least having yeah. that perspective, and that's probably the learner in me a little mm-hmm. bit, I think, being able to look at that experience and say, okay, here's what I know now. And yes, every child's different. And you know, next time if it, it may be different, but at least I have something to compare it to. Whereas before, I just wanted to compare it to all the task-oriented work I've been doing, and babies don't work like tasks. <laughs> they really don't. It's kind of a bummer in, in our in our achiever world, isn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what happened, kind of in your psyche now that you've kind of said, okay, these are the things that I have. You know, you talked about comparing to other people. Like, what does that look like now that you feel a little bit more healthy overall? Yeah. Um, you know, we live in a world, especially as moms, I think where it's just so easy to compare, you know, we have everybody else's Instagram feed to compare to and 
everybody puts their highlight reel on Instagram, yeah. right? Um, so I, you know, I've had to think really hard about who I follow, whether that's in real life or, or in social media world, knowing that I'm naturally draw, you know, competition is my number seven. And so yeah. I, that shows up for me in motherhood in comparing myself to, mm-hmm. you know, what is doing this better, which way is better. And so I have to be aware of that and really be conscious of if there's someone who I follow that just, they're not a bad person or a toxic yeah. person, but I create toxic thoughts around that yeah. then I have to unfollow. Um, and I just know that, you know, I, I've had to, I have a really great group of mom friends. Um, and I've learned to honestly appreciate the powerful partnerships between mm-hmm. the different ways we mom. I mean, my, one of my very closest friends, we laugh that she's like the type B to my type A. So <laughs> she's like, Oh, I mean, she can just, care less about any structure like right she's like i totally forgot the diapers today it's so funny (laughs) you know whatever and i'm like oh my gosh so i'm like we're two minutes late for nap time it's time for nap right (laughs) and so i've tried really hard to learn from other people and to pick up pieces but also to understand like i don't do it that way and that's okay Hmm. but what can i learn from you because if all my friends were just like me that would be terrifying because yeah. you'd be stressed out all the time, right? <laughs> yeah, you'd all just like egg each other on the whole time. When I need more adaptability because she'll just speak it into my life. No, oh, that's really amazing. Uh, tell me a little bit. What's your son's name again? I always forget. Topher. Topher. Okay. So you obviously, he's only three, right? But you uh, now you have to have that you've you've been living your own lens so much that like, tell us a little bit about him. Just give us like a little sneak preview. Like, what do you think he's going to be like? And what do you think are some of the things that are going to be hard for you the way you're wired? And what are some of the things you think are like, we are, we jive on this. Well, you know, don't we all as strengths professionals really try to like see our kids strengths early on? I don't want to say diagnose, but you know, we're like, (laughs) what are they going to be like? Um, so it's fun early on. He is a huge learner, which I love. And mm-hmm. I think we share that. I mean, he loves books and asks so many questions a day that I literally don't know the answer to. <laughs> so we cover everything from animals to Bible stories to <laughs> electronics to what he asked me this morning. Oh, what's under the floor, mommy? What's inside the floor? I'm oh. like, I don't know. Ask your dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, how would we figure that out? I don't even yeah, know. He asked me once what was inside the walls, and I told him steel beams, and my husband goes, there's no steel. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh. Thus the default. Ask your dad what's in the floor. I was really confident that our house was <laughs> five tornado, but okay. Uh, so he's definitely a learner. I think we, um, he thrives on a he seems to thrive on a schedule, which he mm-hmm. definitely gets from me. You know, I, I think a lot of kids do, but he, if we do things out of order, it's, yeah. it's a little bit scary for me because I know how I struggle with adaptability and I see that in him. And it's like, I want to fix my own weaknesses, yes. in his, which he can't do. Nope. Um, <laughs> but he's probably uh, not going to be quite as, um, I don't think he's going to be quite as woo as I am. Um, he's a little bit shy until you get to know him. So he's probably higher later. <laughs> <laughs> he's more this than this, right? Yeah. So it's been really, it's really fun to, to watch him and see, you know, what he's into. And, um, 
what he'll what he'll become. It's exciting, and I want to do my best, of course, to parent him the way he's wired to be. Yeah, yeah, and your powerful experience just coming into motherhood sets you sets the stage for you to be so alert to, like you you you, my child, are an asset, not a liability. Yes. You are you're wired on that way on purpose. And so let's, let's dig into that. Let's figure it out. Like, let, let me help you. And, and now you're at a, a healthy place to be able to do that. And I just, I love, yeah, I love that journey that you described and it feels so intentional. I'm just like, whoa, that's amazing how intentional you are about that. <laughs> well, and I think, well, I know that what I went through in this journey and this experience and what I learned in the transition to motherhood is why I feel so passionate about speaking mm. into moms and being able to take the strengths work I've done in the professional realm and put that in a way that's relatable to moms. I feel like it's my duty almost, especially yeah. with first time moms to say things like that. No one tells you, I think like it's going to be hard. It, yeah. You're not going to cherish every moment, despite what the old man in line at the grocery store says. Like, you're just not. Nobody, you know, they forget. They, forget. they, you know, you do forget. But I just think that we have to get past that. And just to be able to say to people, like, you are the perfect parent for your child, just like your child's the perfect child for you. But it doesn't mean that we're all wired the same way. Right. Strengths just hold so much power. And um, we know in the professional world and in parenting too, I just love the work you're doing. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's like my lifeline. It's like, I almost feel like, well, I'm selfish by doing this work because I just need it. You know, I need it yeah. to be able to, yeah. um, I mean, I struggle with some of the very similar things that you do and just to be able to not put my perfectionistic lens on my kids and be like, oh, you know what, yeah. you are who you are. And I want to let those things come up, um, even if they're different or they're not, they're messier than the way that I do them or whatever, you know, it's just, yeah. um, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. So lastly here, drawing from your own kind of personal experience and, um, uh, of your journey and, and, in motherhood in particular, um, what, what would you, what encouragement or advice would you give to somebody who, who maybe is in the, is they're in the pit of it right now and they're feeling, they're like listening to this going, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm, I'm not cut out for this. I, I do feel like more of a liability. Um, right. what encouragement or advice would you give to them? Well, I think if they don't know their strengths and understand the strengths perspective. Of course, my first advice yeah. is find out your strengths Good so point. we can talk about it that way. But for people that do, like me, that understood the strengths perspective and just needed a recenter on it, I think um, when we switch roles, I think you have to go back mm -hmm. to your strengths and directly apply them. And that's what I did. Like I thought through my top 10 themes exactly how do I what does this show up like in motherhood what yeah. does this look like and just like you would with a new job or a new yeah. position you know I'm a communicator how do I put that into you know motherhood what does that look like how does my significance show up in this new role and so I would encourage people to go back because you literally have a new job right so go back and yes. look at um what is the power of your strength in this new role? How can it help you? But also looking at those blind spots and being aware of how can it hinder you? Because mm -hmm. those are the places you're going to get tripped up. And so I know what those places are for me. And I'm able to at least look for them or be aware of when I'm kind of falling into that basement side or, right. you know, misusing my strength and that. And then just, I, 
I just have to reiterate to people like to see themselves as an asset and, and not as a liability because we need more thinking like that in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. And we need more parents that feel that way about themselves so that then their kids feel that way about themselves. And right. um, we pass on what we think. They don't have to even hear it from our lips. They can, they sense it. Right. So yes. what a beautiful gift you're giving to Topher and to Thank whatever you. your family looks like. And, yes. um, I'm just so grateful to have had you on today. Thank you for sharing your story. Be open. I know that it will that it will impact, um, especially the mothers of the world who are in that same place. So, for sure, for that, and um, hopefully we'll chat again soon. Yes, talk to you soon. Okay. If you are a mom, you already know that Caitlin's story is remarkable. I was just blown away by how intentional and thoughtful she was about pulling herself out of the toxic mental mindset and using her strengths to not only thrive as a mom, but also truly take the, to heart that she continues to be an asset and not a liability. So you can get to know more about Caitlin Cassie at her business site, propelpeople.com or over on Instagram at caitlin.cassie. That's C-A-I-T-L-I-N dot K-I-S-S-E-E over on Instagram. And just like Caitlin, I really believe that you can be a part of creating thriving lives, families, workplaces across the entire world. Because when you orient your mind towards what's strong about you and about the people that are around you, great things happen. And hey, also, could you help spread this message? If, if you believe in the strengths perspective, a part of you was impacted by this interview today, would you head over to iTunes and leave a rating? That's the thing with the little stars. And if you're feeling inspired, a short review there would be so helpful too. So thanks so much in advance for that. I'm glad that you were here today to hear how others have fueled significant changes in their lives by focusing in on their strengths. And I hope you join me for more next time on ISOGO TV.